Cuckoo, everyone. Cuckoo. Welcome to Europhile. I'm Catherine Rory. And I'm Kate Walker. Hey, Kate. How's it going? I'm good. What's going on? Babe, we went to the pool. We've been sunning. We finally did it. (laughs) We did it, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, yeah, this is why we live here, for that rare... 70 yeah. degree day in February where you can go to a pool. Yeah, go to a pool, have girl time. Yeah. Eat a charcuterie board by the pool. Yes. It's 70 degrees, but you can get in. It's yes. great. Oh, I was hot. Yeah. Like, I, I know. W- Me too in the sun. It was so therapeutic. I needed it. I feel like my skin looks better. <laughs> my ghosty complexion is slightly less ghosty. Yeah, I can't it, tell if it did anything for me, but I'm I have excited. some tan lines. I have endorphins from it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so here's some more of that weather, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it spring? Can it be spring, please? Like, I've been to the beach in January here before, and I was like waiting for one of those days, and it yes. like rained all of January. Yes. <laughs> Gross. So yeah, I'm know. like desperate for an 80 degree beach day. 80 degree day, yeah. Yeah. I know. What about you? What's going on? Nothing much. I feel like we have been going through some Oscar films. Oh, yeah. Um, So that's been fun. There's still a mm-hmm. lot more to go through. And like the problem is for me, I like happy things. At least at this point in my life, I want happy fun. And no mm-hmm. Oscar best picture is like a happy fun They're movie. not like a good time, really, <laughs> no. But like I want to see them. Maybe the Wakanda... <laughs> This the sequel, right? For Black Panther. Oh, maybe that's oh, like a little happier yes, or something. Yes, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, Marcel the Shell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that's probably true. a good time. Yeah, maybe any of the <laughs> Pinocchio is kind of a good time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like I want to see After Sun, and I know that that's there. going to destroy me. Yeah. So it's like, uh, but anything to look at Paul Mescal for a little bit, you know? I know. We love that. Yeah. We love that man. I know. I what do we saw? We saw Banshees. We talked about this last time, I think. And oh. then what else? Did we, um, we just saw some. Oh, I saw Maverick. I saw Top Gun. Okay. Yep. Haven't seen that yet. I Will I ever? I don't have know. A, um, a surge of American patriotism. No, I do, no, I don't. But yeah, the last you know, for two hours fun. while yeah. you watch the movie. Yeah. Tom Cruise <laughs> looks great. Jennifer Connelly. Wow, that Babe. is what a goal like she's 60 years old and she looks amazing 60 oh my god yeah she is like one of those flawless striking beauties always has been like a fine wine good job always yeah good job jen um what else we (laughs) saw something something else. else yeah i don't remember that we watched yesterday Wow. No, I don't think we watched anything yesterday. We watched Love Island. Oh, well, that's also the big news going on in our life is that Love oh, Island is back. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that we is were the major for us. Like, I love this man. I hate her. Yeah. Oh, he gives me bad vibes. Like, yeah, I... he's not going to last long. He's not. He's a player. He's... <laughs> Why are all these men wearing pearl necklaces? That, I mean, that's I'm the, not the biggest takeaway to it. However, it's a slutty thing that men can wear. Yes, and we eat it up and they know that we do. But <laughs> yeah. now it's like everyone's wearing them. And so it's like then it becomes yeah. meh. I mean, it hasn't the shine hasn't worn off for me yet of the a man no, in a pearl necklace, no. but like it will when everyone is wearing them. 
Yeah. You know. And there's like a TikTok star on there. And oh, like yeah. A guy yeah. Who le- oh, also, there is a guy who left his uh, football club. He was a professional footballer Mm -hmm. and he left his job to come on Love Island, which I mean, honestly, if you're not that good. Yeah. Like if you're not from the Premier League. Career longevity. Yes. Yeah. Someone on Love Island than like a third tier, you know, footballer in the UK probably. Yeah. Maybe he could go back. But yeah, I mean, he'll probably do well. We'll see how long he is last on Love Island. but. I don't know. He looks yeah, kind of yeah, evil that TikTok to me, guy. Whatever. Yeah. Oh God, everyone. I hope you're tuning in because like we're back <laughs> and we're in it. We're so in it. <laughs> yeah. Hulu. Hulu yep. has. Thanks for that. The episodes now. Yeah. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Well, should I dive in to our mm-hmm. episode today? Yes, please. So, if you're in the mood for a party, a party of the century, yeah. you are gonna oh. love this. Okay. I'm. I'm ready. <laughs> So we are going back to Venice, like our okay. episode two weeks ago, okay. um, <laughs> because why leave? You know, fabulous. We love it. Let's stay. Yeah. Peggy Let's loved stay it. in the world of the fabulous artistic elite, because mm-hmm. why not? We love it okay. here. <laughs> okay. I love when so many people or things, places that we've talked about on the pod, like come back. We're going to have mm. a lot of people coming back in this. We're going to mm-hmm. have... One of the Mitford sisters, Deborah, the one that we like. The nice okay. one. Okay. Yes. We have Cecil Beaton in this. We have mm-hmm. Salvador Dali. We have Christian Dior. Like, mm. they're all around. Name here. dropping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I'm trying to entice. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> this, like I said, is about the ball of the century, which took place on September 3rd, 1951, in Venice hosted by Count Don Carlos de Bestegui y de Uterbe at his okay. palace on the Grand Canal. Mm-hmm. His palace was called the Palazzo Libia, and the ball was called the Le Ball Oriental. 2,000 jet-set guests from around the world were invited. Okay. 2,000 people. Yikes. I would have social anxiety for yeah. sure. I mean, yes, but when you hear about it, you're like, wow, oh, to be a fly on the wall at this party. Just incredible. So who was Carlos? Mm -hmm. So Charlie, as he was called to his acquaintances. Charlie, oh my God, I love that. (laughs) He had acquaintances. He did not really have friends because he was not a very nice person. We'll we'll talk about him. Okay. (laughs) Like, we'll get into that. But so he was an heir to a massive Mexican silver fortune. But he was born in France and like educated at Eton, the elite of the elite Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And he only visited his homeland of Mexico twice in his life. Like he was definitely like... he was not Mexican. No, Uh no. His Uh family was, his parents, Uh grandparents, both sides. But he was like, I want to be a, you know, a A European boy. Mm -hmm. And like... He probably said it just like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, obviously as we learned in our last episode like this is an era of rich eccentric people and Uh of those people he might be the most eccentric like ever fun little fact his townhouse on the Champs-Élysées was considered one of Le Corbusier's most eccentric buildings obviously he's like a yeah for those who don't know like very 
well-known Swiss French architect. Mm -hmm. And the roof garden of this place was designed by Salvador Dali. So it's like just oh, Jesus very okay. cool to look yeah. at. Yeah. He was a huge womanizer, despite the mm -hmm. fact that everyone thought he was gay. Because, you know, like stereotype, like he loved yeah. art, he loved to dress well, he loved the finer things in life, you know, stereotyping yeah. happening there. Yeah. yeah. He was incredibly mean, deeply vain, but had an incredible eye for like art and beautiful things. And mm -hmm. he just surrounded himself with like the most fashionable, talented, chic, wealthy people in the world. So like yeah. 2000 of the mm -hmm. richest, most fabulous, interesting people were going to be at this party. Okay. Back to the ball. It was supposed to pay homage to mm -hmm. insane parties thrown by the elites in like the 18th century. Okay. So the theme was like so a like masked Versailles or ball. something. Yes, yeah. totally. Uh -huh. Like disgustingly wealthy type of no expense spared type okay. of thing. Uh-huh. And there was a fresco by Giovanni Battista Tiepolo, who is like an 18th century Venetian Rococo painter mm, mm -hmm. in his palace. So, you know, just a casual fresco by a legendary artist <laughs> in your mm -hmm. house. And it portrayed Antony and Cleopatra. And that was like the inspiration for this masked ball. Okay. Carlos decided that Antony and Cleopatra would be represented by... Baron Alfred de Carbrol, who is an artist, I'm unfamiliar mm -hmm. with him, and Lady Diana Cooper, who was an, like an English actress and aristocrat at the party. So he was like, here's my Antony and my Cleopatra. Okay. <laughs> so in the spring of that year, so remember, I think it was held on September 3rd. So in that spring of 1951, invites are sent out to that, these 2,000 people, like film stars, nobility, aristocrats, whoever, mm. artists, designers. Mm. Basically what like Life magazine called the world's most blue-blooded and or richest inhabitants. So oh. that's who we're talking here. Okay. In her memoirs, Deborah Mitford, she was the one, reminder, the youngest one of the family who had the estate where the Pride and Prejudice 2005 was okay, filmed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... She's like a darling. A nice we one. loved her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she described the ball as an extravaganza that gave rise to green-eyed jealousy over invitations and was the talk of London, Paris, and New York for months. Okay. And people no. were so frantic that they weren't invited that, like, it said some Americans, you know, <laughs> what gauche Americans? Money-grubbing, uh... money <laughs> yes, fame-seeking yeah. Americans. Yes. They uh -huh. arrived for the party and like docked their yachts alongside Venice, hoping uh -huh. to get invited. We're so desperate. Oh, and like, okay. obviously, they weren't let in. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's just doing too much. Just embarrassing. It's mm -hmm. so embarrassing for you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like we know, Carlos uh -huh. loves beautiful things. He likes to control things, he likes to be mm -hmm. the one dictating everything. Mm -hmm. So a part of the invite is that you had to prepare a grand entrance. They had to, Ooh, the guests okay. had to present what's called homework. the tableau vivant. <laughs> what did you say? Okay. You gave them homework, you know, <laughs> yes. like in order to secure their spot. Yes. At the party. Like this isn't just for fun. 
this uh-huh. is to like satisfy the whims of this crazy insane man <laughs> you know <laughs> so the guests had to present a tableau vivant which is like a living picture mm-hmm. so you know and you could have like you could have hired attendants to be in this picture with you so yeah. like if you're venus yeah exactly someone can be your cherubs or yes. like yeah yes so uh-huh. i'm imagining like what do we have now that's like like what whips the public up into a frenzy it's probably like the met gala so imagine uh-huh. the most famous people in the world showing up and like posing like they're in an artwork like mm-hmm. before entering the party like so fun along the canal of venice like yeah so incredible <laughs> uh-huh. so this uh, okay what an insane display of wealth happening mm-hmm. against the backdrop of world war ii that just ended a few years prior okay europe is barely starting to heal italy i'm is sorry ba- remind me what year this party is 1951 51 okay this display of wealth is kind of disgusting yeah yeah and like the iron curtain is being drawn another war is looming like fear mm-hmm. of nuclear war you know mm-hmm. is still in the air and he, this is a quote from one of my sources, Bestegi was not someone to be concerned with the dreariness of little lives. Like, so far, okay. so far removed from reality mm-hmm. was this man. Obviously, like, we're in Marshall Plan Europe right now. And Diana Cooper asked Bestegi if she could bring General Marshall himself, who was, like, famous army officer. He would go on to become Secretary of State, like, you know, honored american general type of guy Uh everyone thought highly of this man and bestegi was like is he from a good family like he doesn't give a fuck about this kind of stuff he just cares about like class basically and like esteem 500 million francs were spent on this party that is over 20 million dollars in today's money on a party okay you see like those crazy let them eat cake yes yeah Like. like this, the amount of wealth here is insane. Like, I just saw this Vogue wedding that was, like, four days long, and people are like, that's probably, like, <laughs> a... Capri. Th- yes, that one. Yeah. That was probably, like, a $3 million wedding. And I thought that looked that insane. That is not even that much money from no. what I, yes. I saw, like, the videos. People were guessing in the comments. Yeah. So it, maybe it's, let's say it's five. Even so, that is a fraction of what this... Yeah, that's one, a fourth this, of that. This party that started at, like, 10.30 p.m., you know so he bestegi was like catapulted from like obscurity you know he was known in his circles but like now everyone in the world knows about him he becomes known as the count of monte cristo or the mystery millionaire people like he's like thrust into like the middle of like this media storm because so many journalists are there reporting on this party. Paparazzi, mm-hmm. everyone is there. And this is um, like La Dolce Vita. This is like right when it's it's yes, 50s. yeah. So it's like the obsession with like paparazzi it, have started like yes, yeah. Like media is uh-huh. a thing now. Yeah, and like neighboring villas charged eighty thousand lira a head, which I don't know what that is to, in today's money. For okay. people to like look out their windows and like look at the goings on and like oh, look gosh. at the party. Okay. Yeah. So uh-huh. like the, all of Venice was probably just like mm-hmm. in I would a be tizzy. watching. I oh, would be yeah. watching. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So jealous. I mean, I mean, I would love to have gone to a party like this. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? 
the palace was lit like it was the 18th century. So it was just like so romantic. All like, candles. Imagine yeah. this centuries-old mm-hmm. palace in Venice mm-hmm. and a party where everyone's dressed that way. Like, what a dream. Mm-hmm. And anyone who did not adhere to dress code was like whisked out of sight, though most people had invested months and huge sums of money into their costumes. Mm-hmm. So like, this is like costume party on steroids like Mm -hmm. as if it were an olympic sport said my my resource one of my resources (laughs) so we have one of the guests arturo lopez wilshaw he was a multi-million scion of a chilean fertilizer dynasty okay he lived in a menage a trois relationship with his wife patricia Uh and his young lover baron alexis de rede and okay. they spent upward of $680,000 in today's money on a set of costumes that represented an 18th century Chinese ambassador and his wife. And of course, his lover was a part of their party. Mm-hmm. He had robes embroidered with real gold thread. And they hired attendants to be in their tableau vivant with them, okay. all with like masks, insanely long fingernails carrying songbirds in gilded cages. <laughs> Dior was charged with designing outfits for people with okay, the help yes. of Dali. Bring it in. Yes. So Dior mm-hmm. and Dali, who were friends, <laughs> imagine like uh-huh. the genius that of yeah. these and these outfits that they probably made. Mm-hmm. And they like had hired other young tailors, of course. Sure. Yeah. But so they would design outfits for people. They would design outfits for dogs and other animals that people <laughs> mm-hmm. brought. <laughs> So Dali designed Dior's outfit and Dior designed Dali's. And then they came with like a group of people and it was called the Phantoms of Venice. And they were like towering, like really high heels, white robed skull masks with like really long black hats. And Dali wore a pair of double glazed glasses with ants teeming between the panes. So like Ah! literally imagine. (laughs) Like, I'm just obsessed. I would never even think of that. I know. (laughs) Only he would, to be honest. I know. And Dior recalled in his memoirs, it was the most beautiful evening ball I have ever seen or will ever see. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's correct. Sounds like it. I've been to some weddings like that where you're like, whoa, how can anyone top this? Yes. Yeah, seriously. Like the yeah. originality. And like, that's not even. Yeah. The vision that. of yeah. like creative people is, is amazing. Yeah. Daisy Fellows, who was like a socialite, who was regularly voted for best as the best dressed woman in France and the U.S., portrayed the Queen of Africa which I'm like, hmm, I don't really know what her costume looked like. A little sus sounding. Yeah, what does that mean? Her costume was based on another Tiepolo fresco. So it's like everyone is taking this very seriously and like okay, yeah. inspired Doing from their history and, and portraits. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And she wore a dress trimmed with leopard print, which was the first time anyone had seen such a thing. Oh. And like, obviously now that's like still a thing, even if it's faux, you know, cuffs and collars. Yeah. But like, so she, Uh she did that. Uh And her tableau vivant was completed with a group of scantily clad male attendants, which I love that detail. Okay. (laughs) And standing there observing it all at the top of the stairs was Bestegui. And he was 
in real life five foot six sure king he wore 16 inch <laughs> platform heels so oh my god <laughs> that night <laughs> literally imagine <laughs> charlie's towering Charlie, over everyone <laughs> like i'm imagining like looking down his nose at everyone to make sure like they went along with the theme he wore like scarlet robes a huge curly wig like well you'll see a photo mm-hmm. the heels made him like seven feet tall so towering over everyone mm-hmm. and it was he was dressed as like the the procurator of the venetian republic so like okay like the doge you know a doge of venetian history yeah Uh he the quote his disdainful features framed by the curls of a huge wig that cascaded over his shoulders and down his chest (laughs) and life it's giving founding father (laughs) yeah it really is like and i'm sure that wig alone is probably like 20 pounds it is massive yeah it's because it's tall and then Uh goes down down his chest probably to his Uh waist and life magazine reported Uh that he changed his costume six times over the course of the evening oh my god it's like he's a bride (laughs) yes that's exactly right so to end i'm gonna talk about other people in attendance we have the couturier jacques fay who was dressed as the Sun King. And on, upon his arrival, he, he couldn't sit down um, in his gondola anytime during the party because his posture was dictated by a costume so perfectly fitted and heavy with embroidery that he could not sit. Oh, God. We okay. have Jean Tierney, Barbara Hutton, Doris Duke, American heiresses, socialites, okay. Okay. Prince Rene of Monaco, Aga Khan III, Orson Welles, who oh, well, his costume nice wisconsin boy <laughs> oh yeah just a humble <laughs> boy from kenosha <laughs> uh-huh. his um costume didn't arrive in time so he just wore a curly blonde wig and a tuxedo and i uh-huh. guess Bastegi was fine said okay yeah. fine like you're orson wells mm-hmm. so come on in mm-hmm. um several dukes of windsor the grandees of spain king farouk of egypt who we talked about way back in the bricktop episode so listen oh, back to that one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank because you for <laughs> recalling that. He, I think during that episode, I can, God, that was a long time ago, but he is like at one point, like stripped of his title. Like he no longer is king after, so, okay. so interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. Winston Churchill, countless heads of state, oh. princes, princesses, billionaires, artists, fashion designers, such as Balenciaga, Nina Ricci, Elsa Scaparelli, Elite guests like Damn. the Polignacs, who are a, one of the biggest French noble families, and mm-hmm. the Rothschilds. Oh, wow. Anyone who is everyone was yeah. there. And that's the story 000. of Le Bal Oriental. Whoa. What a time. Wild. What a time. <laughs> that was so fun. I love Thank hearing about you. that. I love the ant yes. in the glasses. In the glasses. Like yeah. little details like that. I wish mm-hmm. I, wish I could have found more. I want to see what everyone wore yeah i want to know everything (laughs) what do you have for me um so kind of in the same vein not really um (laughs) you know another avenue for fun possibly Uh okay is i was going to talk about the history of amaro oh oh my god delish tell me okay so amaro is an alcoholic beverage and you know like most spirits Uh they were created in monasteries and then 
you know, made its way to like home, like right okay. peasant use. Okay. Also, mm. they were originally intended for preserving herbs and spices and oh used for like medicinal purposes so like digestion oh of things course. like that yeah after a meal yeah obviously digestives are different too but i'll explain the difference oh okay um because they also use herbs and like obviously alcohol and you know yeah made by monks too yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> Monks so doing the in, most. They did it yeah, all. They really, Thank you. They really did. Beer, wine. They really did that. You know? <laughs> They're bringing salvation and yes. joy and fun. in the form of <laughs> alcohol. Looking at you, Dom Perignon. <laughs> and in the Middle Ages, when the Moors came to Europe and they brought these specific distillation techniques that we like Europeans didn't know about they found that the production of like alcohol was like more pure and that like it tasted better so Hmm. I won't even talk about the you know science Science, chemistry uh religious people in stem of it all (laughs) but I will um (laughs) that was a good quote (laughs) thank you I knew you'd like that I tailored that for you So local spirits are produced, you know, everywhere in Europe, but Amari, the plural of Amaro, Mm. has a major cultural significance in Europe. So they're basically served at like all occasions from a mid-afternoon drink. It could be a sign of hospitality. You offer Mm. that to someone when they come into your home or just like an end of the evening nightcap sort of thing. Because it seems relatively light in alcohol, or it's like a little, it's just like a little thing. Yeah, like you don't, you don't drink a so whole Because so strongly glass. flavored, you don't drink a lot of it. Got it. Okay. It's not like a beer or like wine right, where you right. can consume a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you could. I don't know. <laughs> do, I don't know what your life is like, so <laughs> do what you want. And there's obviously, you know, with different regions in Italy, there's different types of Amari. Mm-hmm. When... After, like, the distillation technique changed in the 19th century, Amari had moved out of monasteries and into, like, mainstream production. Okay. So, like, not like, you know, like a farmer making, like, it an Amaro himself. with his herbs. Yeah. Like, it's like ne- Negronis. Yes. Or, like, you yeah. know, like Campari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike other spirits, you know, like tequila or bourbon, where it's like you're distilling this specific thing which has a quite specific taste i should say Mm -hmm. and um so amari is like starts with a neutral base spirit and Uh then herbs and sugar and things are added to it after and so you can use like i said herbs flowers spices and then you can add sugar and then the difference between this and an aperitif is that they use a bittering agent. So amaro means bitter. So like the one that is most used is the bark from a chicona tree. And that is the main flavor in tonic water. So like quinine is oh, the chemical compound that, you know, prevents that. malaria. But basically it's like found in this bark of this specific tree. Oh my god, this is bringing it back. I think I did gin and tonic (laughs) mini topic a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. And then wormwood is also used, you know, uh, absinthe. 
right. and vermouth. It can be used in both of those spirits. Other bittering agents can be rhubarb root, aloe, and mm -hmm. mugwort. So basically any of these things. There's not like a specific way of making amaros yeah. Yeah. or amari. Okay. You know, it's sort of like up to the distiller. Okay. To the maker. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Choose your own adventure. Exactly. People. Yeah. So there's no wrong way to really drink an Amaro. Some common ways are literally just like on the rocks. You know, we've seen like Campari on the rocks or, right. you know, it could be like with a gin and vermouth sort of situation, sort of like yeah. a Negroni mm -hmm. or, you know, soda and tonic can be added mm -hmm. with like a splat, you know, fruit or, you know, splash of something. Yeah. But yeah so basically Yum. that's my just mouth the history of <laughs> Amari. <laughs> I feel like you are so good at like staying on top of these things. Like, and I love how things what? like Amaro and vermouth, which... Uh, like they're like becoming a thing in the u.s now vermouth oh, yeah a vermouth God. spritz is on menus like i see amaro like a sweet cocktails yeah. yes yeah like mm -hmm. i these things that people have been doing for centuries it's like a whole new experience for us and like i think it's so exciting and so different and delicious and like i yeah. love finding these things and trying them so yeah I and i just think that you're like on the pulse of that stuff because you're interested oh, in it yeah and so yeah it's you have introduced me to those things and i love oh. them well it helps to you know date people and they introduce you to things <laughs> and that's nice yeah <laughs> but we um, move on but we keep those delicious move things on, in our lives that was the best thing that i found <laughs> out of that relationship <laughs> i don't know i feel like it's so interesting these things that peasants have been making yeah, yeah. and like they're sold in LA for like $20 a drink is just like yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It, it, that, that is a whole other thing. But yeah. like, I also was going to say like, aside from that, uh -huh. like how nice it is to be living in a place where like you can learn about these things or like these things yeah, are offered is, to you to try true. and you're like, yeah. what is that? Mm -hmm. You go to a wine bar and you can just yeah try new things. Yes. Yeah. And like Amaro spritz, like what is that? I want that. You know, and it mm -hmm. comes with olives or like a slice of orange or like yum. Yeah. All right, Kat, what recommendation do you have this week? Oh, yes. Speaking of great films we've been watching, even though I mm -hmm. know we are late to the party on this, okay. we watched The Worst Person in the World. <gasps> finally. Yes. And if you were yeah, like Yeah, that was like a year too late. <laughs> yes. If you're like uh -huh. us and haven't seen it yet, it's time. Yeah. Watch it. It's so beautiful, especially like... If you are maybe like a, you know, 20 something, 30 something person, I think you'll really resonate with career yeah. and relationships. And it's nice to look at beautiful Nordic style and interiors and yeah. nature and cityscape. Mm -hmm. It was just very, very beautiful, beautifully, beautiful to look at, beautiful story. Kate cried. I didn't, which is weird because I usually cry, mm. but... It was very beautiful and touching, and everyone watch it if you haven't yet. Yeah. I felt like, whoa, that was, that was, I see myself in yeah. this. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's kind of a, a specific person. I was like, yeah. this is me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you have for me? Backpacking, or backpacking? Piggybacking, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't make American analogies. <laughs> anyway. Um, 
<laughs> so piggybacking mm-hmm. on my mini topic. Oh, okay. We went to the pool yesterday. How many times can we say that? Be pool, jealous. Pool, 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 pool. <laughs> <laughs> Is we bought these Angel Leno <gasps> spritzes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are an Amaro company from California, but they do spritz like spritz in a can we're like okay like let's not bring glass and you know shatter it at the pool and which normally i'm like kind of against bringing canned things but this was very good this is not a white claw this is no i don't want a canned garbage (laughs) i mean it was just a little can and you were like this is beautiful it has a cute little aesthetic happening i was like oh lemons Yep. Limes, grapefruit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, you caught me. I'm the I, perfect. Me. I succumbed to this marketing scheme. And yeah. it was delicious. They were so and good. I it yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get yeah. them again. We've already looked up where to get them in like a pack <laughs> this morning because we were like, we need yeah. those in our lives. Okay. I'll end with oh. our word of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're cheating. It's going to be a morrow. Oh, great. Okay. Bitters. Okay. Great. We love it. No, that's the has... word for bitter. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. important. I when you taught me that, I was like, okay, good to know. Cause like mm-hmm. I didn't know what Amaro was. Like I've heard of it, but I was like, I don't really know. Yeah. It makes sense when you learn like, okay, that's just like a liqueur yeah. that could be drank by itself mm-hmm. with other things. And now I know what I'm getting. Yeah. I don't know why. In my mind it was like an almond flavor. And when you're oh. like, no, bitter. And I was like, oh, like that's... Like Frangelico. Yes. Like, oh, no, not Frangelico. It's Amaretto. Amaretto. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So like now I know if I, like when I see Amaro, I'm like, I can get a sense of like what that drink is going to be. Well, Amaretto <sighs> also, hits too. Also good. <laughs> hits too. <laughs> Fans oh, of yeah. it all, really. <laughs> I just like to drink, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kate. That was great. Now I'm thirsty. So let's go get some Amaro and have a nice mm. afternoon. And we'll have a party. Let's do it. But not oh. quite like millions spent, like, uh-huh. like no. Carlos's. <laughs> mm-hmm. And thank you everyone right, thank for you listening. Everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Ciao.